This is It Was a Thing on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the dregs of humanity. Episode 171, Submission 1185. The premiere episode of Late Night with Conan O'Brien. The premiere episode of Late Night with Conan O'Brien aired on NBC the night of September 13th, 1993. Well, Chico, every career has to start somewhere, as I mentioned in the David Letterman show, all the way back in episode 68. We told the story of David Letterman's start on the morning show on NBC. And 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 the Starland vocal band show before that. We don't count the Starland vocal band show, Chico. Oh. But we are now talking about his successor, Conan O'Brien, which, by the way, in case you don't know, his final show on TVS is airing sometime within the next week or two, depending on when you're listening to this. Yes. And after that, he is migrating to HBO Max for a sketch number. Yes. By the way. Since I have the HBO Max, I'm going to spend every waking hour watching that show. Yes. Except but, when I'm w- watching In the Heights, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. Well, I'm going to see the, it tomorrow. And, and the Cube. And, and the, the cube. cube. Yeah. Well, in 1993, a lot of change was happening in the late night world. David yep. Letterman had moved from NBC to CBS, but there was a vacancy with his old late-night TV show. Yeah. Uh, David Letterman was basically doing the late-night show for CBS, but they had to call it The Late Show because NBC owns Late Night, Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Yes. They didn't own any of David Letterman's shtick, so there. And you know what? It just serves NBC right because, if you remember, this is all a byproduct of the retirement of Johnny Carson and Johnny Carson was expecting to name David Letterman as his successor. David Letterman was expected to be named the successor. Warren Littlefield had other ideas. Yeah. Uh. Yep. Warren Littlefield decided to take a chance on Mr. Black. Thank you. Yeah, and not that Mr. Black, another Mr. Black. Yeah, another Mr. Black. Yeah, that's an all-encompassing term for people we don't like. Yes. People who we despise so much, we don't even want to mention them on air. Nope. Nope. Mm -mm. No, no. Okay, so at Johnny Carson's advice, let's say, David Letterman left NBC and signed with CBS to host his own show opposite The Tonight Show. And it would be called, of course, The Late Show with David Letterman. But who is going to do Late Night? I mean, you can't do Late Night without David Letterman. Can you? Well, NBC thought, let's just keep the franchise going with someone else. Yeah, it would be basically starting fresh. Sort of a blessing in disguise, now that you think about it. It's like, we are starting fresh, 
and the worst possible thing that could happen is we are being compared to David Letterman. So a lot of thought and a lot of manpower and a lot of people went into developing what's next. It needed a new look. It needed a fresh face. It needed a fresh voice. It needed something that was completely different from David Letterman. So NBC uh, put a couple of names out, Dana Carvey and Gary Shandling. Dana Carvey, I believe, was still doing SNL, so... Or he was just about to be done with SNL. Yeah. But he didn't want to do that show. Yeah. And Gary Shandling would just be starting on a similar but legally distinct show on HBO called The Larry Sanders Show. And again, he would just be starting, but he would do that really, really well. I mean, that is one of the legendary HBO shows of all time. Yes. Oh, hold on, Chico. You mentioned it told me that there's one other name that they considered. Yes. Well, actually, there were three other names considered. And all of these were ideas coming from another late-night NBC sort of monarch, Lorne Michaels. He posited three comedians who would go on to have his own show on MTV and syndication and a little project in 1998 on, on Comedy Central. Don't know if you've heard of it. Are you talking about The Daily Show? I am talking about The Daily Show. Yeah, because he would have taken over. No, no, he would have taken over Kilborn after. Exactly. He would have taken Kilborn. And he would make the show his own. Yes. Then you have Drew Carey, who I believe would be a year or two removed from having his own show on ABC and another show on ABC. And a few more years after that, a, a show on CBS. I, I don't know. If, I, I can't remember the name of it. And then the third comedian was Paul Provenza. Wait a minute. You're saying Paul Provenza auditioned to be the host of Late Night? Paul Provenza auditioned to be the host of Late Night. Hey, I got a question. Fair or unfair? Unfair! Unfair, yeah. But there was one more name that Lord Michaels put out there. Oh, who would that it, be? It was an unknown writer. I believe he was Ivy League educated, either Harvard or Yale, probably Harvard. It was Harvard. It was Harvard. Harvard educated, wrote for the Harvard Lampoon, wrote for The Simpsons, wrote for Saturday Night Live, had a couple of blink-and-you'll-miss-it extra roles, and the quote he said was, about 40 seconds of television performance experience as an occasional extra on SNL sketches. Yeah, because one of them, I think, was, and this is mentioned because we'll include it in the liner notes, the appearance by Conan O'Brien on David Letterman's show right after he was announced as the host, where he appeared as playing the bongo drums in a sketch with Wayne Gretzky. I remember that episode. And there was one other sketch where he played Deputy Hawk in a sketch about Twin Peaks with Kyle McLaughlin. This was when Kyle McLaughlin was hosting. Yes, in 1990. And Chris Farley played Leo Johnson. 
and confessed that he quote unquote did it. Meaning he killed Laura Palmer, which no, actually the killer was Laura Palmer's dad, possessed by a supernatural being named Bob. Bro. Spoilers. Oh, it's a 30-year-old spoiler. They all know it. Yeah, yeah. They need a prequel movie about who killed Laura. I remember the prequel movie. I watched the prequel movie when I was too young to understand the prequel movie. And now thinking back on it, I should watch it again. Yeah, well, David Bowie still doesn't want to talk about Judy because he's going to leave her out of it. Well, now. I'm not going to talk about Judy. In fact, we're not going to talk about Judy at all. We're going to keep her out of it. Leave Judy out of it. Yeah. Okay. But there was one person, Harvard-educated, 40 seconds of acting experience. Whether or not he could tell to the joke raised to be seen. But it's a start. So on April 13th, 1993, he got an audition shot. His guests were Jason Alexander, who would be doing Seinfeld at the time, and Mimi Rogers, who would be... What would Mimi Rogers be doing at the time? I don't know. Divorced from Tom Cruise, I guess. Yes. That particular moment, she would be divorcing Tom Cruise. Oh, no! no you know, do you know what Mimi Rogers was doing in the spring of 1993? What was she doing? She was... She was... Uh, she was naked in Playboy. Oh, that's right. She was. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to tell you to go look for the March 1993 issue of Playboy, but that's what Mimi Rogers was doing at the time. The March 1993 Playboy. Definitely not going to tell you to look for the March 1993 issue of Playboy. Wink, wink. Hashtag do not do this incredibly cool thing. So, he got the audition, and two weeks later, give or take a day, on April 26th, Conan O'Brien was on The Tonight Show with... Mr. Black. To break the news. Late Night with Conan O'Brien would premiere that September on NBC. So... This would premiere September 13th, a full two weeks after David Letterman premiered on CBS. Yep. And the beauty of it all is that with little to no competition, yes, this was 1993 with the advent of the cable and the 24-hour cable cycle, but still, not much of the way of competition. Not much of the way of competition, and... Plenty of room to do the show that Conan O'Brien wanted to do. And so how was late night Conan O'Brien flavor in September of 1993? Let's take a look, shall we? Yeah. Uh, Spoiler alert. It was mediocre. It was mediocre. He was very unrefined. He was very green. Yes. In fact, the whole first episode is actually on the official Conan O'Brien Team Coco YouTube channel if you want to watch it. So here we go. We're playing the episode right now. And it begins in Conan's New York City apartment. Oh, waking up. 
waking like, up like oh, today's, day. today's the day and he circles september 13th on the calendar it's a new dawn it's a new day it's a new life and conan o'brien is feeling good oh yeah and he's oh oh hey hey did you remember when John Tesh and Lisa Gibbons had an entertainment talk show together? No. I remember Lisa Gibbons did. Rem- yeah, Lisa Gibbons did. As like Lisa Gibbons had a talk show on NBC, nothing entertaining about it. No. But if you were to tell me that John Tesh was a co-host back in the day, yeah, I totally believe that. But yeah, I don't yeah. remember it at all. Well, John Tesh at this point was riding high off the round ball rock theme at this point. Still one of the best bangers in all of basketball. Oh, yeah. And now being used today on by Fox in their college basketball coverage. Okay, but we have this whole recurring thing throughout the opening of this sketch where Conan's just going through New York City and everyone's saying, oh, you better be good. You better be as good as Letterman. There's a lot of pressure. Is he so- going to be good? Is yeah, he so, good? Well, it says so much as when Conan's pick up the New York Post and it says right on the cover, Conan had better be good. And the kids playing hopscotch in Central Park. Hey, don't forget to be better than David Letterman. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. So now Conan goes into 30 Rock. And who does he meet in that 30 Rock? Tom Brokenshaw, NBC News. And this would have been two weeks after the first episode of Letterman, where he had the hilarious cameo where he said, Dave, these last two jokes are the property of NBC. Because get it? NBC yeah. had the intellectual property to some of his sketches. We know. We literally went over this. Yeah. I, I think that was my first introduction to intellectual property. That sketch. <laughs> that is the extent of my knowledge of intellectual property law. Thanks is to Tom Broca. Jo- is this joke? This joke from Tom Broca. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's play right here. Tom Broca welcoming Conan to the NBC family. Hey Conan, Tom Broca. I just want to be the first to welcome you to NBC. Thanks, Tom. And best of luck to you. Oh, and Conan, one more thing. You better be as good as Letterman, or else. (laughs) He crumbled a saltine cracker. Yeah, he crumbled a saltine cracker, and he blew on it, like, right? I'm going to do this to your body. Oh, yeah. If you are not as funny as Letterman. Even to the point where even his own crew is saying, Oh, I hope you're good. Oh. Well, now we're Oh, in. wait, wait. What does that say? Oh, uh, he has a he had, I had a bouquet of flowers in his dressing room, and they all say a lot of pressure. Be as good. You better be good or a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Get it? Cuz that's what everyone's saying to him. Okay, so now Conan's in his dressing room preparing for the show. And I'll, here we go. <laughs> Putting on the makeup. And then what does he get? Uh-huh. He has a new, a new... A new... Oh, God. No, don't do... Oh, no. 
you did not. No, no, no. You're on, Mr. O'Brien. Now or do I have a minute? Right now. Ouch. <laughs> Takes the noose off. What can I say except... Yeah, they went there. D they dark. went there. That's the kind of joke that would not fly in 2021. No, it wouldn't have. No, it would not. But it's perfectly captured how everyone felt at this time. because Maybe like, even how Conan O'Brien felt himself. It was like, why does this guy have a talk show? Because, okay, unless you were a very inside baseball type of person, you had no idea who Conan O'Brien was. And everything right now is just reading like, yes, I'm getting all of this firsthand, too. I'm just meeting Max Weinberg for the first time. I still don't know what the hell kind of show I want to do. Yeah, it's basically it in the monologue. But there is one funny joke here. It's a pretty, like... It's on point. It's on point. So here, let me play it for you right here. It. But uh, in all sincerity, I am very thrilled to be here. This has long been a dream of mine to do this and, uh, and to do it well. <laughs> we'll see. And, uh, and uh, I remember when I was a kid, I used to think about doing it in, actually in high school. I used to say, uh, I remember saying to my friends, you know, if there's any way that I could someday be a talk show host. Uh, I'm serious. You people. And, uh, you know, kids are cruel. And I remember they, uh, they started laughing at me a lot of the time. And they said to me, O'Brien, the day you get your own talk show is the day there's peace in the Middle East. Because for those who don't know, that was the day they had a peace settlement in the Middle East. Yeah. That didn't last long, but still. Yeah, that joke landed with a hard thud. But oh, yeah. Hey, but hey, this would just be a sign of things to come, because Conan O'Brien, he wrote smart. He did. He's like, he, he wasn't funny ha-ha or funny weird or funny awkward. He was funny smart. Yes. And it's like, he got what he was doing. He was very genuine in what he was doing. And I think that's what endeared him to uh, fans and viewers alike. Yeah. Over time. Over time. remember, he still has no idea what he's doing. No. And right now, because this is the first time in almost 30 years that I've seen yeah, here we see Andy Richter for the first time. Yep, and here we see Andy and Conan talking for the first time, maybe in their lives. I'm sure they probably talked like in the like audition process or whatever. Or maybe, wasn't Andy originally hired as a writer, I think, for Conan? I believe he was. Mike, can you... Uh... I, I don't know, but you'd think they'd rehearse... Yeah, at least once. So yeah, they, yeah, this wouldn't be the first time they met, just on yeah. camera. At least on yeah. camera, it's the first time. Oh, officially, at least. But yeah, we're having this 
bit where like Conan's like showing like bad road signs and this is a segment he did throughout his late night run called real things oh okay and basically they're just yeah 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 so it isn't just road signs it's it's uh advertising from newspapers yeah it's circulars that you'd find in your sunday newspaper with just uh, goofy little captions or maybe little photoshop jobs Oh look at this, Bob's mini golf course, which is we in are... Newton, Massachusetts, which is ac- which was actually a real thing in Newton, Massachusetts. Bob's mini golf course. We are a really bad miniature golf course. You shouldn't come here. That was a real thing. That was a real thing. Oh look at this. Hold on a second. Morris oh. Funeral Home. Ronald Morris, David R. Jones, office manager. We will make the death of your loved one the most frightening and disturbing experience you've ever endured. Seven chapels available, including Hammond organs. Well, and also that's not real because if you saw the phone number, it had a five five five. Yeah. So it was either a joke or they covered it up to obscure the phone number. It's probably a joke. Yeah. All right. Okay, here we go. Lexington. A woman is in critical condition today after being hit by a bus at a downtown intersection. The victim, Miss Louise, hit by a bus, was rushed to a county hospital where she was operated by Dr. Helpolis. Mr. Hit by Mrs. Hit by a bus, husband John, hopes she's okay, spent the night sitting up with her. Oh, wow. Hospital officials stated that her condition is critical. They refused to say what color her shirt is. Police say that all people named Ian Mitchell are subject to arrest pending further investigation of the abdominal... Whatever. That's That's not necessarily the important part. Oh, yeah. That's... No. That's just the, the circular part's the important part. But again, you could see his his rawness, his... Um, his greenness. As, as you're saying, yeah, his uh, greenness. Uh, just with that humor, and in future installments, we're talking about the mid uh, 2000s when he did real uh, stuff uh, or, or whatever the name of the segment was. Yeah, real things. When he did real things in like mid 2000s, it was a little more subtle humor. It had it had more photoshops in it. And really, the writing was a lot stronger than what you saw there. Yes, that you know, uh, hit by a bus was funny, but uh, it's like tip of the iceberg to what you'd actually see from Conan O'Brien in the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah, it's indicative of his style of humor, which, like I said before, it was smart humor. It wasn't gallows humor. No. Oh. And then you have the benchmark of all talk shows, the first guest. Which is John Goodman. And guess what? John Goodman comes out on stage, and there's a bunch of people willing to take him and Conan's picture together. Yep, and some spliced uh, audience shots from... <laughs> oh, look, he's got a metal set that says is that first the, guest. Is that the... No, that is not the president. No. Yeah, I thought it might have been Bill Clinton, too. No. I think it might be someone who looks like David Dinkins. I think Perhaps. that's the joke. That yeah, yeah, that's a good point. First guest. Again, indicative of the style of humor Conan O'Brien is known for. 
of course, this I, it's like I look at this sort of thing, and you know what I'm reminded of? What the annual countdown to New Year's in the Central Time Zone? Oh yeah. Oh, by oh, the way, yes. yes. Oh, the New Year's shows <laughs> were so classic in the Central Time Zone. Every time it was New Year's Eve, I just watch Conan like the next hour just to see the countdown for the Central Time Zone. Right? Yeah. You and me, yes, absolutely. Uh, but I also love how the set has all the pictures of all the old late night hosts at 30 Rock. And there's some pictures of Ernie Kovacs, too. And I believe, look at this. Look at this picture as I'm showing you guys right behind John Goodman. There's Ernie yeah. Kovacs with, I believe, is Mike, is that Evie Adams? Yeah, Evie Adams. That, that was uh, his wife. Yes. Ah. And partner, yes. And partner. I was, I was like, I was wondering who that was. I was trying to place these well, base. And... Well, remember, Mike, according to Gilbert Gottfried, she was the knife most effable person in the world. Oh, she's at You're least not wrong. six. She's at least six. A six? So see somewhere what? between six and nine. Six and nine. Nice. Oh, I see what you were going with there. Yeah. But yeah, um, and again, this was just one of the things that you're taught when you're trying to learn how to be a good conversationalist is eye contact. Yes. And Conan O'Brien had that in spades. You could tell he was very fascinated with listening to John Goodman talk about what he's talking about. Oh, yes. Okay, we have something right here. Yes, it is. Uh, Way back up to the special effects technician. And it's just a guy dancing. And we're back. There you go. And you know what? Kudos to John Goodman for just playing along with him. Oh, now, yeah. Was, now, was that Brian Stack, who is a longtime uh, contributor to uh, Conan shows? Possibly. I, I think that was Brian Stack. T- t- take off the beard and the mustache. I think that's Brian Stack. Uh, the beard and the mustache and the hair? Yeah. Well, the hair, yeah, the hair I can give or take, but... I'm looking at the facial hair. Okay. I think that's Brian Stack. Oh. I'm going to do I'm going to do some quick research here. Cuz Brian Stack of course now is on the late show with Stephen Colbert's staff if I believe. Yes he is. Okay. He, 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 yeah. All right. That's Brian Stack right now. Yeah. I'm going to say it is. Case. I'm going to yeah. say it is. Yeah, let's just say it. Let's just say that's Brian Stack. Whatever. Yeah, Brian Yeah, Brian Stack left Conan Gosh, it would probably be about five years ago at this point, and he went to Colbert. Yeah, and by the way, John Goodman Mr. looks Potato like Mr. Head. Potato Head. Look at that! Look at that. they merged John Goodman's face with Mr. Potato Head. Fun fact: John Goodman was actually auditioned to be on SNL. More on that on previous SNL. entry, SNL eighty. That's right. We have that in the director's cut in the archive. So. You can go listen to that. Yeah, because where's where's uh, Roseanne at this point? In its fifth, sixth season? Um, the, 93 it, would be... It, it's definitely on the way out. It was either the next to the last or the last. No, no, no. No, no, no. still 97. Yeah, uh, it would be like the sixth season, I believe. I think it started at 88. Didn't start in 87, I can tell you I that. know it was starting to go downhill. It was. But it didn't really start to go downhill until like last season, I think. Yeah. Basically. Which we already covered, actually. 
Oh, and actually, uh, actually, I have an answer to the Brian Stack thing. That is not Brian Stack. That was oh. not Brian Stack. Uh, no. Tr- tr- trusted, tr- trusted resource Wikipedia says he became a sketch writer on Late Night in 1997. Oh, okay. Oh. So that was that was just another guy then. He might have already been the staffer. I don't know. He might have actually been an actual actual staffer. Yeah. Well, that's not fun. Anyway. Oh, hold on. Conan's like, will there be someone here to like wrestle John Goodman? Hey, and wait a minute. It looks like George wait, Went with I a... think it's George Went. George what, with a beard. It's with George beard. Went with a beard. It is George Went with a beard. Hold on a second. Is he eating beans? No, he's not eating beans. No, but he's about to eat, he's about to eat John Goodman's leg. Oh my god. This is just Oh All I can say is find this episode on YouTube because this is for real. Yeah, two literal and figurative heavyweights. And two of the nicest guys to come out of the early to mid nineties. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can't Are they believe really this. doing this. They're really doing this. Look at this! They're leg wrestling. Leg wrestling. Look at that. Are you really surprised? Wait, 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 wait. Are you really surprised that John Goodman is doing this? He's the freaking thumb on the Slotomania commercials. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Future entry. John Goodman has the thumb on the Slotomania commercials. Yep. Oh, hold on. Wait, we're not done yet. Oh, yeah. Hold on, we got still got like 13 minutes of show. Hold on a second. Because we got Conan teasing something here. Hold on a second. He's throwing it to Bob Costas. Yeah, let's play it right here. We'll be right back. In this half hour, we've got Drew Barrymore and Tony Randall, and we'll tell you who won the leg wrestling competition. But first, let's check out what's coming up on Later with Bob Costas. Bob? Thanks, Conan. Coming up on Later, something worth giving up that extra half hour's sleep for as we take a loving look back at the classic film, The Wizard of Oz, I'll be talking with the two surviving cast members. All right, now, you're 84, and you are... 140. And still going strong, obviously. You have fond memories of Judy Garland? Sure. Sweet lady. But did she have problems, even then? She drank. She drank, but no more than anyone else. We were all professionals. What was it like working with Ray Bolger? Hey, what do you think you're doing? I'm sorry, I'm just, you know. How would you like if someone did that to you? All right, well, I'll be fine. What about Bert Marr? Was he really a cowardly guy? I Okay, that's the first time we really got to see the true Conan O'Brien's humor come out. That is Conan O'Brien humor. (laughs) Can we just that was indeed Conan O'Brien humor? So the tree threw the apples because Bob Costas picked an apple and he threw the apples right back at Bob Costas (laughs) as the Munchkin and him ran for their lives. (laughs) <laughs> and, and you see now I, I i can't speak for you two were you guys re- expecting a real throw to bob costas i was i was honestly, I, I, I was not i was honestly yeah, expecting I, I a real was, throw because i still remember yeah, so did that I. was still a thing 
I didn't ex- yeah. well, I guess that was part of the charm of this show is that you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Even when something looks legit and it turns into a work, you never see it coming. <laughs> you never see the joke coming. Oh my goodness. Oh, okay. And now we have our second guest. It's Drew Barrymore. She's given the standard WWE jobber entrance, or at least if she was introduced to a music cue, it's edited out for copyright reasons. Oh, of the three Amy Fishers, Conan liked her Amy Fisher the best. So she did one of the TV movies. Oh, that's right. She did do one of the Amy Fishers. This was before she became a talk show host, by the way. Oh, long oh, before. Oh, she... oh, long, long, long before. This is her first year as a talk yeah, show. Yeah, for, for all we know, Drew Barrymore could be the female daytime Conan O'Brien. Well, this is about two or three years before she flashed Letterman for, uh, I think it was his his birthday or her birthday. I, I think it was, it was, well, it was somebody's birthday. birthday. It was Dave Letterman's birthday because that was his birthday gift. Happy birthday, Dave. Happy birthday. Here are my boobies. Uh, yeah, quick flash. Glorious. That made for good television. It did. Still one of the most famous Letterman segments ever. Oh, yeah. Right up there with Joaquin Phoenix's whatever the hell he did. Oh, his little rant. Yes. Yeah. Oh, hold on a second. We got this. We got a photo right here of Drew's guest jeans ad. Look at that. I don't see any jeans there. Maybe that's the joke. Yes, yep. she lost him. <laughs> oh, oh, Mike, you go to your room and you think about what you've done. Oh, look, Conan's reaction. Oh, wow, Ali, Al, wow. It's, and Conan's and, like, it's oh. a guy. It's a guy with a cue card that says all of those things. Yes, and he's wearing a sweet San Francisco Giants jacket. Look at that. That jacket looks good. Looks good. L- looks really, really good. Looks good. It looks good. Oh, it looks good. It looks good. Oh, it looks good. It looks good. Oh, it looks good. Oh, it looks good. Oh, that's only a joke from 18 years later from Conan. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We tried. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, and there's still one more guest on this show. Oh, yeah. And this guest is basically a rite of passage if you're a talk show host. On any other show, he'd be the first guest, but he's third here. Yeah, but uh, a legend, Tony Randall. Hey, we've talked about him in the past. Love, Sydney. Yeah. Odd Couple, the original yeah. Odd Couple. The original Odd Couple. And he played Password that one time with Peter Griffin. Oh, that's right. <laughs> This one is for Peter Griffin and Tony Randall. The password is flaming. You. Actor. You. Tony. You. You know what? I'm surprised, guys, that Tony didn't mention the one time, like he said on Password Plus, about that one person on Password that made him those wonderful sandwiches. You know, pretty busy over there. We were, we were talking backstage, and I haven't been on this show. Of course, it's been off the air. That's probably the last why. time I was. <laughs> when we were on. We. I used to love to do the show because we got those wonderful sandwiches. Yes. A girl used to on the show used to make sandwiches. Yeah. They're incredible, and put them in your dressing room. Yeah. So I asked what happened to her. 
What happened? She quit making sandwiches on a show, <laughs> went back to school, and is now a doctor. Really? Uh, her name is Nancy Ziba. Oh, Nancy. Yes, she made those wonderful sandwiches. Well, the food's not as good, but the show's better. But she became a physician. Yes. Well, you see, you can become yep. anything from past Don't argue with that. Except some of us who keep doing the same old thing. And I got to tell you, it's good to be doing the same old thing again. Remember? He was, he was like on his second episode of Password Plus, and he was talking about the woman who made all the wonderful sandwiches. Uh -huh. You know what I'm waiting to hear Tony Randall talk about? What? Kentucky Fried Chicken! Kentucky Fried Chicken? It's an old Daily Show joke. Oh, okay. The, from the Kilborn era? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, look, there's a picture of Joe Franklin. Oh, Tony's looking at all the pictures. I believe I see John Tesh in the background, too. I'm surprised nobody's mentioned that yet. Oh, yeah, that I, is Tesh. Yes. No, I think, no way. I think that's Snyder. I don't know. I think that looks like Snyder. Let me just blow it up in hands. Well, well, Tesh definitely would. Yeah. Tesh wasn't a, a nighttime talk show host. So, so. I think that's Snyder because Snyder would have worked at NBC at the time. Well, back then, because he well, was still not, on not 93. Yeah. No, he was still doing CNBC at this time. Oh, true, true, yes. I was thinking you're talking about NBC proper. Well, yeah, because well, um, didn't he leave CNBC Schneider to do the Late Late Show? Yeah. When Letterman hired him in 95? Okay. Yeah. And Okay, here we are at the end. So yep. let's, uh, let's play that. Our first show is over. Many viewers are probably turning in for the night. Now, while I don't want to discourage people from watching later with Bob Costas, I do realize that there are many people out there who are insomniacs and would love some help getting to sleep. And one of the things I can offer as a new host is my beautiful singing voice. <laughs> so for those who need it, I'd like to offer this simple lullaby. <clears throat> hey, oh, Every morning you greet me, small and white, clean and bright. You look at There's a nun me crying. Blossom of snow may you bloom. Oh no! And grow. There's a Nazi soldier in the crowd crying. And John and Drew are crying. Oh, God, that's... Oh! Oh, and it ends with Tony Randall.
Well, that's the first episode of Late Night with Conan O'Brien. And what did everybody think of it? I never thought I'd hear Tony Randall and Conan O'Brien singing Edelweiss from The Sound of Music. Well, that's our opinion. We all thought, you know, we're watching this back and thinking, if we knew then what we know now, this would totally make sense. Yeah, the people who wrote about this did not have the benefit of hindsight because... Oh, they trashed it. They trashed it so badly. I, I've got some notes here. For Long Granke from the Chicago Sun-Times, he called O'Brien nervous, unprepared, and generally geeky. Tom Shales, the legendary Tom Shales, he said, As for O'Brien, the young man is a living collage of annoying nervous habits. He giggles and titters, jiggles about and fiddles with his cups. He has dark, beady little eyes like a rabbit. He is one of the whitest white men ever. Yeah, no <laughs> Tom. <laughs> Even Conan O'Brien himself wrote for the New York Times saying, frankly, I was not impressed. And remember, like, the show did, like, not that good the first, like, year or two. No, oh, it, the, the first no, year or it two, it was, yeah, it, it took a long time for it to get a, a solid footing. So much so that soon after, Bob Costas would be done with later, and he'd be replaced by Greg Kinnear, who they got from Talk Soup. And the whole reason why they got Greg Kinnear was to prepare him to transition to replace Conan O'Brien on Late Night. And Greg Kinnear did so terrible on Later that they were like, oh, I guess we're going to have to keep Conan. Yep. But you know what? Something amazing happened. After NBC resigned themselves to the fact that they were stuck with this guy, people started discovering Late Night with Conan O'Brien. You have a guy like Tom Hanks who would, in the mid to late 90s, explore more dramatic roles, the roles that would ultimately define his career. And even David Letterman came on and just basically gave his sort of after-the-fact st stamp of approval. Yeah, because actually that was his appearance on Conan. It was actually the night Greg Kinnear started on Later. So that was to give Conan, like, a boost. Yep. And you could definitely tell, looking from that episode to what we've seen today, he has shown marked improvement. Oh, yes. He's infinitely better. It's like, when he did the show in 1993, he didn't know what he was doing. Now it's like, okay, I still don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it. And Conan O'Brien has just been successful about that ever since. But on the night of September 13th, 1993, the premiere episode of Late Night with Conan O'Brien, it was just a thing on TV. But you know what? We got to see John Goodman and George Went leg wrestle. That was worth the price of admission alone. It was. Mike, your thoughts? I was going to say... I don't think it's as memorable as Bill Murray spray painting Letterman's desk on the first late show. No. But it's definitely, I think, funnier. It definitely is. More but unexpected. Definitely more unexpected, I think. Yeah. But you know what? It doesn't have Paul Newman saying, Where the hell are the singing cats? 
And it Where doesn't the have and, the scene and, and you know what you know what it also doesn't have? Bob Barker basically body slamming Craig Ferguson. That happened on the first late late show with Craig Ferguson. No, it didn't happen on the first one, but it happened on Bob Barker's last one. Okay. Alright. So that does it for this episode. So you can go to our website, it was a thing on TV.com. We have all 170 previous episodes to this. We've got live shows, mini shows, director's cuts. We got the drops over on the Place to Be Nation Pop Experience. And right now, coming up on Wednesday, we'll have Misfits of Science and the Pinball Machine episode. Uh, two good episodes last week, I gotta say. Very, very two, two solid episodes. And you can check those out at Place to Be Nation. And as always, don't forget to like and subscribe, and especially on YouTube. And if you are on YouTube, do not forget to hit the bell Yay! to stay updated on future entries. Well, I just can't say goodbye without bringing this up. Oh. eBay prices right quick hits time. Oh. Oh, wow. All right, this is a rare 2004 Late Night with Conan O'Brien with a dog metal lunchbox. What? Yeah, give us more details. Okay, it is a metal lunchbox with Conan O'Brien and a dog. That is what it looks like. Was it a promotional thing? It might have been, because that's all I could find on it. It's rare. It has the NBC copyright date. Unfortunately, it does not have a thermos in it. It's just a lunchbox. A metal lunchbox from 2004. Huh. A metal lunchbox. Condition used. Okay. Greg, you want to bid first? $59.99. Mike? I don't think I've ever said this, but I'm going to do it right now. One penny. The actual buy it now price for this late night lunchbox. $64.99. Oh! Didn't it backfired. It didn't even have a thermos. How can you have a lunchbox without a thermos? It's like, what are you going to put in there? Baseball cards of Magnum PI or something? Oh, that's a previous. Who needs episode. a thermos when you have this monster? Oh, oh, ow. yeah. You're not seeing this, but Mike got a big ass thermos. Three quarters of a gallon, son. Three liters, actually, over three quarters of a gallon. Ooh, Mike's big ass thermos. Mike's, Mike's big... big ass thermos. Is that for the same company that made big ass ham? That's David Letterman. We're talking about Conan O'Brien right now. Oh, but I wish. Oh, oh yeah. but next episode. We're going to cover, because we're not done with all the Conan O'Brien stuff. Not by a long shot. We're just getting started. We're covering an episode that's very bizarre, but also amazing. It's incredible. That could describe a number of episodes of Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Yeah, but you know what? 
audience. We, we want you to be in our, on your best behavior because if you're not good, we're going to have to send you to Naughty Land. It's Naughty Look, yeah. look, guys, I know it sounds good. It sounds like a nice place. You can have it all the fun there. It looks like a nice place. But you don't want to go there. But, but, well, you know what? This will make sense next time on It Was a Thing on TV. Thanks for listening. We'll see you then. Wow! Where the hell are the singing cats? <laughs> no, no. This, this, is, this is not cats. This is my, my TV show. I'm in the wrong theater.